Bonjour everyone and welcome to Casser les Lignes, the French football podcast with the accent brought to you by Breaking the Lines, football opinions curated by professionals from all around the world. Thanks for listening to Casser les Lignes. This week is a bit of a special week for us. We are doing the Ligue 1 preview and I'm going to be joined by Baptiste from Le Classic Pod. We're releasing four episodes where we're going to talk about all the teams in Ligue 1. We decided to split those episodes, uh, this preview in four. Uh, one episode will be about the teams fighting to avoid relegation. One of them about the teams that we think will end up into the middle of the table. One of them, the four teams that will fight for uh, Europa League. And then the last one will be about the teams fighting for the title. Spoiler alert, Paris Saint-Germain will be in there. Listen to all four episodes. Ask us questions. Tell us what you disagree on. Get in touch with both um, Baptiste or myself and also of course check the website Breaking the Lines for all the latest articles and check the podcast of Breaking the Lines Corta Linhas the Portuguese uh, podcast also has uh, a pretty cool preview of the season by Zach Lawi thank you very much for listening to Casa de Ligne hope you enjoy those four episodes please subscribe like ask all the questions that you want but first music Liga 22-23 preseason is underway and the preview on the French football podcast Castel Ligne is on. That's the third episode of this preview. The first two episodes, Baptiste, my guest and I were on uh, the teams that we think are going to fight to avoid relegations, the teams that we're going to think are going to finish in the mid-table. And so now it's time to get a little bit more serious and we're going to discuss the teams that we see finishing between five and eight on the table. So, so teams that will be successful regardless in, in our opinion. Um, and yeah, it's, it's going to get a bit, a bit spicier, but <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Thanks again for, uh, uh, allowing me to have you during this long Ling one preview, which, uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, hit me. Who do you have yeah. finishing, uh, eight, seven, six, five. This is where you're not thanking me anymore. So I've got... In... <laughs> Might be the last episode that we do together. <laughs> in eighth place, I've got uh, RC Lens. In seventh, I've got Strasbourg. In sixth, I've got Olympique de Marseille. And, then and fifth... that's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and, in, and in fifth, I've got uh, Nice. Yeah. All right. I had... So I had Lens at eight. Mm. I had Rennes at seven, um, mm. which I think is going to be the, the Lille of the season. Uh, I had Lille at six, and we mentioned Lille in the in the other podcast. If you guys want to uh, give it a listen, where we, we where I explain why I think Lille is going to be that high, and uh, and Bassist thinks that they'll, they'll finish probably more on the ninth, tenth place. Mm. Uh, and I had Nice at five as well. So we agree for Lance yeah. and Nice. 50, 50. Eight, and fifth and we tend to disagree for for the other team i guess i see marseille a little bit um higher we're going to keep marseille we're going to put them on the side because i think <laughs> it's going to be a, a fun part and it's going to make the the last uh pod about paris monaco lyon and marseille pretty mm. interesting uh we, we're going to do lance we're going to do strasbourg that we skipped uh on the on the last episode um but I'll follow your lead then, uh, and we'll see what they can do to finish in, in your open position. And then we'll do uh, Rennes and, and Nice in, uh, in no particular order. 
to to talk about them. I think there's quite a bit of uh, to say about those uh, those two teams as well. Let, let's start with Les Sanriors. Let's start with Lens. Yeah. Um, I just had uh, an episode who dropped about um, Lens on uh, on Casse les Lignes with um, Sorare Invest. His name is Remy, and he's a, uh, a Lens ticket holder. It was a great episode. If you guys want to uh, give it a listen, it was at the time that we're recording, but it's been released probably an hour or two uh, yeah. before, so I'm not blaming you for not listening to you <laughs> yet. Uh, but it was a lot of fun and a lot of um, important information. Uh, obviously, Remy knows what he's talking about. Uh, and, and long story short, what we talked about is that Lens is a club that's humble, and ambitious. Mm. The the um the ambition of last this season is to stay in Liga and nothing else. And they are taking it slow like this, uh, which which is you know a lot of signs of um things done well. They've lost some of their top talent. Lance. They've lost Czech Ducouré. They've mm-hmm. lost Jonathan Close. They've lost Arno Kalimwendo. Um, they've lost some players that were maybe a bit less important, Corentin Jean and Simon Banza. Um, they may lose Seco Fofana. There's been word that he was going. Now he's not going anywhere. It's still at Lens uh, as, as far as today goes. But there's, of course, almost uh, almost a month now, exactly a month, the 31st of July today, uh, exactly a month before the end of the Mercato. Uh, but they've been pretty active on the recruiting front. Uh, Luis Openda from uh, from Club Bruges and who was uh, on loan at Vitesse Arnhem last year. Adam Buxa, the Polish striker from New England who became a Polish international uh, just before summer. Uh, Salis Abdul Samed from Clermont to replace Ducouré. Brice Samba, the Nottingham Forest goalkeeper, of course, um, I thought after Farines was injured, but Remy was telling me that actually Samba has been uh, on the on the little papers of, of Lance since uh, April or March. So clearly Lance already wanted a, a keeper mm. back. They had their two keepers healthy. Uh, and Jimmy Cabot coming from Angers to replace uh, close um at least it looks like it, but apparently Frankowski is playing on the right in, in preseason. And then the last player that we don't really know, it's Lukas Poreba, who's coming from uh, Poland. So we, we said it, a team that is run well. Um, Jérôme Gisolfi, the, the sporting coordinator, is doing an awesome job. Uh, Frank Hez has revealed himself as one of the um, greatest minds of, of French football the past couple of years. Uh, and, and a team that is recruiting well, that has kept their core. Uh, Gradit mm. is still there. Um, and midfield for Fana, of course, is, is still there. And uh, up front, maybe they lose Kalimwendo, but Sotoka is there and um, Ganago is there. So players who have lived through those successful years of, of Lens, a lot of them are still there. They've sold well. Uh, they still have money to buy more if they need to. Uh, and a team that has performed well the past couple of seasons and that has always been knocking on the door of European football. We both see them finishing eight, so clearly we think they're not yet going to play in Europe the next season. Um, but it's but it's a, a position that is um, a performance for Lance year in year to be able to finish in, yeah. in eighth position. Absolutely, I mean they they've just gone about it in such a smart, progressive way, which I really enjoyed. I mean, you've mentioned Franquez, who's been an absolute revelation as a number one. Um, they've gone about it signing players who are hungry who still want to develop, uh, who will not cost them a huge amount of money, whether it's in transfer fee or wages, but uh, want to keep growing and trust and trust Franquez. And the fact that, for me, the fact that Fofana, you know, rejected offers last year, is still rejecting offers by the sound mm-hmm. of it, shows that 
he shares the ambition and he gets it and he trusts Gisolfi and um and Ez and that's that's brilliant. I think they've had the one of the best transfer windows so far because all the key players that you've mentioned have gone have been swiftly replaced. And they, those those new players joined in you know in June early July, so they've gone through preseason. So very, very smart, very efficient. Mm-hmm. And they have an identity, whether it's on or off the pitch. They're really well supported on the pitch. They all seem to play for each other. They've got a system that works, that's been proven to work, and that fits their players. So there's there's a lot to like. I think, you know, they've finished seventh the last two seasons. Other teams have reinforced themselves as well. I think people will... Uh, await loss a little bit more as well. Clubs will m- maybe will sit back a little bit more, especially at Borat. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that will make things more difficult. But um, yeah, I'm very enthusiastic. And I think if you take a step back, considering where they've been over the last 10, 15 years, you know, 7th, 7th and 8th in their first three seasons back in Liga would be an amazing achievement and you look across the top five leagues i don't know that how many teams would have done that so it's it's testament to the amazing work that they've carried out yeah and and, and they've also kept uh you know a player that it's not a doubt that he would stay but but that prolonged that mindset is gael kakuta uh they were mm-hmm. able to keep a, a young player like uh, like david Pera costa as well who i think will probably see a lot of this season um you said it, they're working well they're working early uh they, they're doing what it takes i mean they, they work so well that and, and i didn't know that before i talked to uh to remy but um salis abdul samed who's at clermont now um came from the same academy that uh Ducouré was from Hmm. Um, back in uh, back in Africa, and they both came to Lance at the same time um, two three years ago, and Lance decided to keep Ducouré and not keep Samed, and, and now they, right. they call him back after he had time to uh, to gain some some much bigger experience. So so they they have a system. They're hiring players that fit that system. That that's such a testament of of a team working well. They're not trying mm. to put players into the the, the hands of uh, as just for opportunity. They're trying to put players that will work for him. Um, and, and yeah, I think I think you know on a uh, on a series or two, they have a chance of being higher than this. But like you said, finishing eighth, um, a team that just be promoted three times, finishing just at the door of European football. It's just um, it just shows. Our greatest last supporters are of course over the moon uh, about what's going on. I think it's um, they're reached yeah. thirty thousand um, season ticket holder already um, out of the forty that uh, Bollard wow. can um, can reach. I think that's what I, that's what I read a couple of days ago. So there's a, a real keenness for uh, following this club and and real really eagerness to see them um, succeed as well. And I, mm. we don't really see why they wouldn't. Yeah. Absolutely. And and a derby du Nord that matters is always a good thing as well. There'll be, be real competition one, yeah. between uh, Lille, and, Lille and Lens again this year. So that's that's good for French football as well. Yeah, that's going to be a, a pretty fun one this year. Uh, so that's Lens, who, who we think could finish eighth. Let's go to let's go to Strasbourg. So I didn't have Strasbourg this high, but uh, but you did. Uh, Strasbourg, who uh, who basically hasn't lost anyone yet, right? I mean, Anthony Cassi went to Mainz, then maybe it's a bit, a bit of a loss. He, he went on a, on a free. Uh, Guibert is back to Aston Villa, I think. I don't think they yeah. signed him, right? Yeah, he's back to Aston Villa. 
Uh, and uh, and then I'd say that as far as losing player, uh, there was word that Jiku was leaving, it hasn't. There was word that Ajok was leaving, it hasn't. Um, mm. And then Thomason, Belgar, those players that have been so good last year are still here. Uh, they've been pretty discreet on, on the other side. Um, players that they had on loan uh, are, are staying. Lucas Perrin, Jean Eudolou, um, Aoulou, excuse me. They got the lane on free for, for Mest, 30-year-old left back. Good signing. Um, to, to, yeah, good signing to, to either replace Guibert or, or to help on the, or to replace, excuse me, not Guibert. Uh, but um, yeah, Guibert or to help. What's the name of the older right, right back? Lienard. Left Sorry. back, yeah. The, yeah, the left back. back. Uh, so to help Lienard. And probably a, a bit of a coup, and I think it's going to pay. They get uh, Colin Dagba from Paris Saint-Germain on loan for the season and Pierre-Gabriel from, uh, from Mainz as well. Strasbourg, you know, Julien Stéphane, again, a club that's run well. Um a club that is rumored always with uh, good league players, but this mm. year they didn't need to almost recruit anybody because they have their team. You see them finishing that high, convince me. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in, in a way, there you know there are lots of similarities with loss. Mm-hmm. You know, they do their work early. There's a system that works, and and Stefan when he started last season was playing more of a full. 4-2-3-1 or 4-3-3 it wasn't working the first few games of the season switched to 3-5-2 that fit like a glove um, they haven't lost their main players I mean their front I know they play two but they have three you know in Gamero Ajorc and Diallo they have three prolific strikers who will get, get you 10 to 15 goals a season um, and yeah I, I think they've just they've just kept the spine and the structure and and I'm enthusiastic about it because I think Julien Stefan is one of the best coaches in Ligue 1, certainly from what he's shown so far. So to me, they're sort of Erselance uh, 2.0 with just a bit more, with, with at the moment, fewer uncertainties. So you know exactly what I, what the, that front three is going to bring. You know Thomasson, you know Bellegarde. Um, and they addressed the departures of Cassie and Gilbert very rapidly and with smart smart signings. I mean, Colin Dagba should never play for PSG, but that still makes him a good, a good Ligue 1 player. Ligue 1 player yeah. And he's still young and he'll grow. And Dulen has been solid for Mess for, for years and, and replaces Cassie. Uh, Cassie wasn't a left footer. Dulen is, so he'll, he'll provide a, a different option as well. So I think they're all, um, you know, Everything's sensible. Everything's quiet. Everything's calm. They approach the season with the same target as loss, which is survival. But uh, but I think they can be they can be a bit more ambitious. And um, I it just felt like when, when I was looking at the other teams, I just thought this is a team that makes me comfortable and certain about the direction they're going. Now, their natural home is probably you know eighth to fourteen. Mm-hmm. They are a mid-table side, so if they finished 11th or 12th, that's still a success, and I wouldn't see that as a huge surprise. But based on what I've seen, it's um, I just thought they were well armed for for a repeat of last year. Of course, I I keep on talking about stability, but there's a there's a flip side to it, which is people getting comfortable, and and that's the risk that whether it's Lens or Strasbourg, that the risk that's the risk that they're gonna they're gonna have to face. But I there's too much. 
there's too much smartness at both of those clubs for me to think that they're going to fall down fall down the table because we even the the non-stability that could have hit Strasbourg would have been Jiku and and Azork basically and if yeah. Jiku goes i mean um you know Javinho Nanzi was was um, yeah. exemplary last year uh, and Lucas Perrin did really well as well so you still have two out of the three that are there and offensively if you lose Azork clearly you can't replace him he's such a, a unique talent yeah uh, but you still have strikers that, that play together and and Thomason for example who's who's the real um or the real MC in the middle of the park um is not rumored to to go anywhere but my caveat for Strasbourg really and the reason why I didn't have them in the top eight was Azork going Jiku mm. going Matt Sells having you know not as good a year as yeah. last year and uh, and as we quickly talked of offline um at the end of the year after the world cup there's an election and the um french federation will change president and it's heavily rumored that mark keller who's uh the it's owner president of strasbourg right now would get the job so i i'm not versed in uh in uh, double jobs in in france and i don't know if he can keep the the uh the main guy at strasbourg while he's the main guy in the french federation uh but apparently he's very interested mm. in the in the job and he would go so that would bring a bit of instability um and i don't think that it would put a dent into how the club is run because the club is run the right way and, and even uh, Mark Keller's wife is heavily involved in, in the operations of the club. So I think right. it stayed the way it is, but it's, it's a few little things that mm. I think can, can tip the scale one, one way or the other. And uh, yeah, I think definitely losing Azor would be, yeah. uh, would be a difference maker for them. Uh, and Jiku a little bit for the leadership. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed watching Strasbourg last year. Like I said, similar to as I, I am a huge fan of Julien Stéphane from what, what he's done at both his clubs. Um, but but Ajorc is would be would be a big loss. I think I don't understand why he hasn't been touted at bigger clubs in in France, um, or yeah, or great. even at some some Premier League clubs. It seems like Germany might be a more natural home for him. If from what I'm seeing from rumors, but but even if he goes, Diallo is is a good replacement, and Moti back, and then move on to being the third striker, and he'll pop up with a few goals. And uh, there's there's just resource you know resourcefulness there that I think is as as good as certain players are as good as Ajok and Jiku have been I don't think them leaving would disrupt the sort of ecosystem I think if somebody like Thomason left funnily enough I think that would be a, a much bigger yeah, loss true. to them than than Ajok or, or Jiku but based on where they stand today I just, they you know you could interchange Lance or Strasbourg frankly um, but that it felt like they were they were making good progress and they look comfortable for the season. Something I'm really looking forward to with Stefan this year in Strasbourg is the youth that he's going to promote. He's he's done that so well at Rennes uh, and obviously he had the academy to to back it up. Last year he's he sent you know uh, Ibrahim Sissoko Sissoko excuse me who really uh, developed himself uh-huh. but he's already 24. Um, but there's a few young players Abib Jara Moïse Wahi. Um, I think it's Ducouré, one of the, the defenders, yeah, Ismail Ducouré, um, who I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, Nordin Kandil as well, of course, who I wouldn't be surprised to see getting a bit more game time. And, uh, and it's what, it's what Julien Stéphane does really well, putting those young players in, in the best disposition to try and, and shine in Liga. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him doing this at, uh, at Strasbourg as well. It's going to mm. be a, it should be a good season. Like I said, I, I think 
Yeah. I think they might not be as good as they were last year, but mm. you know who who, who knows um, where they end up. Let's stay let's stay in the east of France, but let's go all the way southeast instead of uh, instead of staying in the cold north, and let's go to Nice to to see what's going on there. Lucien Favre, the new coach, of course. Um, Galtier has gone to Paris Saint Germain. Uh, we 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 spoken a little bit about that in uh, in the former in our. Pod together, excuse me, uh, and, and a few key players leaving. I mean, mainly one, right? Walter Benitez, the, the goalkeeper, potentially mm. the best goalkeeper in Ligue 1 um, last last year, uh, has now gone. Um, th- that's about their loss, right? Justin Clovert and, and Jordan Amavi mm. uh, are gone back to their club on loan, um, and then they've recruited um, Rares Ilie from uh, from Romania, who's not really known. He's only 19 years old. Um, they've finalized the transfer of Martin Bulka, uh, who must feel a little bit hard on by um, having the the insurance from Galtier and Fournier that mm. he's going to be the number one keeper. And now Favre comes, Bulka signs, and Favre just can't wait to put his hand onto a, a more experienced goalkeeper. They tried Sommer, they failed. Now they're trying Casper Smeichel. Mm. Poor, uh, poor, poor Boxer. He's not, um, he's not having a, a great off-season, the poor guy. Every every single year, same story with him. Uh, anyway, they're getting Dacunia back from Clermont. Yes. Um, and, and they've kept their core. I mean, you know, they've kept everyone. Kojibo uh, yeah. is there. Dante is there. Um, Turam is there. Rosario is there. Lemina, I think, is not really uh, wanted anymore, but he's there if they need him. Uh, and in front, of course, Stanks, Guiri, Dolberg, Delors. Of course, Dolberg is potentially leaving. Um, mm. But they've kept all their players, basically. So they should be at least as good as they were last year. They have a different coach, a coach that is um, adored in Nice for what mm. he's done in the past. Um, so a, a coach that will have, um, you know, will be backed up by by his fans. Um, but a coach that didn't build this team at the end of the day. The team was built by uh, yeah. two coaches before him. And I was coming in to pick up the pieces and trying to uh, to make them play together. We both have them um, finishing fifth. Yeah. It, it's a team that is worth Europe, isn't it? Yeah, the the talent's there. Um, and if Fav can find the right balance between the defensive solidity they showed last year and unleashing a few of those talented players, then then they could aim higher than fifth, technically. I mean, those players you listed, Guiri, Dolberg, Delors, Stengs, you can add Claude Maurice, you can add Dacunia now to that. Um, some of them are going to start coming good because... A, they need to, but B, because they're still young. And Favre has got experience of managing young players and developing them. Not that Galtier didn't. That's one of the main draws about him. But I think Galtier went about it, looking at it originally as long-term. And much like he did at Lille, it was the focus was on let's build the structure first, then we'll be a little bit more expansive. I think that structure is there now. Mm-hmm. And Favre is naturally more expansive than Galtier. And so I'm hoping that he will he will make those players better because there should be, you know, Stengs was highly rated at some point. Goldberg yeah. is, what, 23 and plays well for Denmark, was good in his first season, played well for Ajax, you know. So I think overall, um, they, they are in a good position to be at least where they finished last season. That's the thinking. 
behind I think behind both of us having it in fifth. The hope is that there will be a little more free flowing football because it felt a little bit I felt a little bit aggrieved watching I mean Guiri towards the end right. of last season being completely shackled by instructions when he's such a wonderful player in 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 full flight. We're talking about a team that was what second for almost half of the season. Mm. Um, that not, I think no one's seen finishing outside of the top three at one point, mm. uh, and, and then completely crumbled in the end. Um, it, it's and then loses the opportunity to to be in Europe this year by a point, a point that they lost off the pitch with the events that happened yes. against uh, against Marseille. So it, it almost looked like a, a nightmare season last year, right? Because they start the season with the ambition of recruiting mm. Galtier and putting all that money on those players and the results are amazing. And then there's this issue against Marseille and then they're starting to be worried in the back room about Galtier and Fournier not getting along. And then he went from, from bad to worth with losing in the cup final, uh, with going from second to fifth or sixth even in, in a couple of, in a matter of like three, four weeks. Mm. Um, it's a team that should be higher than what they were last year. Uh, and I think fifth work for, with, for them, but also I think if they all play at their level, if Guiri comes back to the level he's supposed to be at, um, he, he can kill anyone in the game. He's one of those very complete talents that we have in the in the league and, and he can make a, yeah, a difference for any team and he is now probably pretty used to how Nice plays. He's probably going to find all his automatism with the players around him. It's hard to see this team not succeeding. Mm. Um, yeah. it, it's hard also to to really see the, the missing piece for them to get there. You know, maybe it's maybe it's a right back and a left back that are consistent because Bar and Atal maybe miss a bit of that consistency. Maybe it's somebody who, who can be Dante when Dante is not there because we've seen it a couple of years ago when he's injured, it's a bit harder. Uh, but, but otherwise, it looks like they are just meant to keep progressing and and. You're wondering who really can stop them. I mean, obviously, there's money backing them with uh, with mm-hmm. Ineos, um, and and they are not losing all the talents that they've that they've bought. So hopefully, they finally yeah. make it. Hopefully, they finally make it to Europe. They look destined for it. So uh, I think you know, talking about those coaches, I think if they are not in the top five position by the time Christmas is, yes, I think there might be some questions asked. Is yeah. he he's backed up by the fans supposedly Lucien Favre so maybe not from the fans but I think Radcliffe might not be uh, very patient because I think at the end of the day um, um, Favre comes because River said bring Favre trust me I'm the uh, president I know who to bring another right guy so if it doesn't work it's going to create a, a, another wedge between River and, uh, and his owners uh, and, and they might have to find a, a coach that this time Radcliffe will choose himself Mm. Yeah. The last team that we're going to talk about is not Marseille. I have no idea why Marseille was in this sixth place for you, but anyway, we'll uh, we'll, we'll sort this out later. Uh, but we're going to talk about Rennes, and obviously this time Rennes, I'm the one again who sees them a bit lower than mm. than what you see them. So you had Rennes finishing fourth third. in your third. third. Uh, hi. Third, and and that and I guess I can I can see it. Uh, but I have Rennes finishing. Uh, what did I say? Seventh. Seventh, Seventh, yeah. Yes. Uh, because I think Rennes overperformed last year and that mm. they're going to uh, uh, come back in their ranks today and, and, and I could be wrong. Uh, let's look at the off-season for Rennes. For Rennes excuse me. Uh, they lose 
Mathieu Stel, who had played what, a minute and a half in Liga <laughs> and was living for uh, Bayern Munich for 20 million euros, which, uh, which I guess is a, is a sign of the times. Um, they lose Jonas Martin on the free, Lea Siliki on the free, uh, Pipe Bonnet, the keeper that at one point was supposed to be the next big thing, is gone on the free. Aguerd has been sold for 35 million. I think that's going to help them. Um, but yeah, he's yeah. been sold for 35 million to West Ham. And then they've recruited, um, I guess, as, as smartly as possible. Uh, they got Steve Mandanda. They needed a goalkeeper. They got a goalkeeper. Uh, he's 37 years old, but we know how good he could be. Uh, they've just recruited um, Arthur. I think his last name is uh, Thiet or Theat, depending on Theat, where I Theat would be uh, for 19 million euros, so not cheap, coming mm. from Bologna, centre back to replace um, Aguer, I'm assuming. And then there's apparently another centre back on its way, uh, coming from, from England. I can't remember the, the name of the guy. Rodon, I think. Rodon, yeah. Yes, um, yes, Joe Rodon, yeah. yeah I don't Jordan, know whether right? it's. Is it, I, I saw that. I don't know whether it's on loan or. I think it's on loan rather than as a permanent. Right. Yeah, I heard Simone Rovera saying that um, maybe maybe becoming an ad, it's it's basically done. Um, but if we look at the squad, all those players that supposedly were leaving into the off season because they had such a great year last year are still there. Martin Terrier, um, Bourijo, of course. Um, in in the back, sure they lost Aguerre, but Truffer stayed. Uh, Traoré, the captain, is still here. The the younger player, Asignon. Mm. Um, of course, uh, what's the Mohamed Omari, but he's injured. That's probably why uh, he's gone. He's not going anywhere anyway. Uh, Hugo Chukru, Lovromager, Faviate, Bastille Santa Maria, who seems, who seems ready this year. Doku, who's coming back. Laborde is here. Girassi is here. The squad hasn't changed much. Like I said, in, in my opinion, I, I said that I think they are going to finish seventh because I think they might have overperformed last year mm. this year they have europe again uh, and they're going to lose uh, a bit of uh, a bit of energy there uh, and it's not going to take a lot i think for a team like this to lose a bit of confidence because they might lack a little bit of experience of that level mm. and of playing together um but but, but please please plead your case why uh, why would they no, finish I, third I, I think I think those are totally fair. That's a totally fair view, right? They're they're inexperienced. They'll have to face Europe again. Um, who knows whether some of the some of those players that uh, are going to be sold and or whether they will keep that that form that they showed last season. I I, I think for me, it's looking at the last few years. There's a really positive cycle coming out of of Hen. That was started by Stefan and that was kept on by Genesio. There's a real sense of, you know, we belong there now. We belong in that top five, top six. We've got nothing to be ashamed about. We won the cup. You know, that was a big mental hurdle as well, I think, for the club. Their academy is still outstanding. And their depth, they have two players for each position now, the way I look at it. So they're well-armed yeah. to... I mean, Doku and Suleimana won't start. Mm-hmm. Based, based on last season yeah. and start of the season, if, if everybody stays. And Girassi is and Ablin, who I think is I'm quite high on, are gonna be subs for, for Laborde. And they would, you know, they could start games for a lot of teams in Ligue 1. So they for me, they won't be derailed by injuries. They have a particular way of playing, which is quite risky, but it's very entertaining. And I think the players like playing it. Um and with a you know a year's more experience, I think they in a way, for me, they're ready. And I look at the comp- competitors around them, 
it's a little bit chaotic mm -hmm. around them. So, you know, we'll talk about it, but Lyon, Marseille, even Nice, you know, it's a little bit, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Whilst Ren, they know exactly who they are. They know that they belong there. The talent is there. I mean, you know, Terrier, Terrier, Bourijo, Majer, that's a pretty amazing yeah. supporting three. And, uh, and that, that was the thinking behind it. You know, I could see them, I could see them falling outside the top five, maybe even as down as eighth if things don't go their way. But I just felt like for me, the dynamic behind the club is so positive that it feels like they can get there and it, this year is the year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and yeah, it's a team, a club that has worked well. I mean, it's the, the second best academy in Europe uh, for, for a couple of years running. Um, so it's it's a club that's run the right way. It's a club that we, we say it every time is backed by the probably the richest guy in, in France. Um, I can't remember his name now. But um, so they do, sorry? Pino. Pino, yeah, exactly. Um, so the, the money is there and the club has been run well. And of course, Maurice and, and Genesio like to work together um, to, to make it successful. So we'll see. It'll be definitely a, an interesting team to, to follow and uh, undoubtedly um, an entertaining team um, day in, day out. I, I hope for them that Mandanda can be good for a whole season. Uh, but I guess they have the younger uh, Doga Dalenda in case, uh, in case Mandanda mm. can't, can't really hold it, at least Alanda will have the mm. the cups, if not the European Cup, to play. So, uh, so hopefully, he can still develop the young uh, Turkish goalkeeper. That's that's uh, that's the the four five to eight um, done. Podcast number three. There's one more coming. Um, I hope you guys are, are enjoying this this league preview. Uh, we've done the teams fighting to avoid relegation. We've done the mid-table. We've done the teams that are going to, in our opinion, fight for uh, Europa League and, and Conference League. And then the last episode um, coming up will be about the title contenders. So we have four teams left. We have Paris, Lyon, Monaco, and Marseille. We'll see in which order um, who puts where. We'll see if there's a new champion as far as we're concerned this season. Uh, thank you for listening to Casse de Ligne. Thank you for uh, for following us on that uh, Ligue 1 preview journey. Please uh, like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, go and check Baptiste's thread uh, on Le Classic Pod, and stay tuned for the last episode coming soon. Mm -hmm.